Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope to help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Okay, well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. I'm glad you guys are listening. Uh, this is going to be a little bit different. We've got a special episode for you today. Normally, we have one guy on telling his story uh, to encourage and motivate and inspire other men to be the virtuous leaders they're called to be. Uh, and we really love doing that. But as many of you out there who participate in F3 know, the Blue Ridge really just occurred this past weekend. And we had a team from uh, made up of guys from the Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. And uh, their team name was Lowe's Bros, right? Named for our fearless captain. The fearless captain Lowe's. Lowe's. So, uh, so anyway, we got we got the whole team on minus one. He might be chiming in here a little bit late. We'll see. But uh, that so it was a team made up of eleven guys instead of twelve, right? Correct. Uh, because I chickened out because of my back a few months ago, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and I'm really bummed that I couldn't be there. Uh, but I'm hoping that uh, now that this back injection I had is uh, doing me well, I might be running in the another endurance relay, relay next month, a little bit shorter. My name is Nevin Gorky. I'm known as DFib in the gloom with my F3 friends. I'm the host of this podcast along with my co-host, Troy Klinger, otherwise known as Dial-Up. Dial-Up, you recovered? You're ready to go? I'm recovered. I'm ready to do it again this weekend if we could find one to do. You're a maniac. Yeah. You got, what, 27 total miles in? in 27 miles, yeah. Wasn't yeah. too bad. That's nothing. Walk in the park. For Other that. guys had more hills than I did, for sure. Yeah. Well... I'm sure you had some hills because there's hills all over that course. Having done it once, I know that there's hills everywhere. Yep, not much flat out there. Right. All right. Well, uh, we got a whole bunch of team members. I thought the way we should do this is sort of like a Namorama style, although I don't know how they would know what order to go in. That is true. So maybe we ought to just... Because uh, on the little screen thing, I don't know whether they see it in the same order that we do. Yeah, they probably don't. And if we tried to challenge them and ask them to do it in alphabetic order... Yeah, forget <laughs> it. They'd fail miserably. How about by age? Yeah. <laughs> How about by runner position? Oh, there we go. I like it. All right. So we're, here's what we'll do, guys. We're going to do a name-rama, just like in F3, right? So name, age, F3 name, just to introduce ourselves so everybody kind of gets at least here's every, one time everybody that's involved in the panel here. And so we're going to go by runner position. This should not tax your brains too much. So obviously runner position one will go first, two, three, four, all the way up. All right. We'll start with one and we'll go from there. Everyone's got to pay attention. Which which one was G Ray? Do you know what runner position he was? G Ray was uh, six, right? Yeah. All right, six. So we're, five is going to go to seven. So be on your toes. Ready? Here we go. Name a Rama. Go. Uh, Drew Inman, thirty four, Gandalf, Udo. Hey, it was Troy Klinger. Dial up. Age uh, forty nine. Was in runner spot two. Way to get it in order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't skip me. <laughs> Patrick Tao, 45, Black Hole. Black Hole. Number four runner, Jim Nizinski, 52, otherwise known as Boss Hog. Number five, Spencer Reynolds, 53, Dick Clark. Dick Clark. So we're skipping G-Ray. So number seven, Duke Ritchie, 50, Casbah. Casbah. Rocket. Number eight, uh, Josh Hawkins, 43, Vader. Vader. Number nine, Eugene Fritkin, 51, Redcoat. Redcoat. In the number 10 spot, uh, Clay Jones, 40, 
Lowe's. Doing my doing my X here. You can't hear it, but I'm still doing it. He's doing the X. Number eleven, Dan DiLardo, uh forty three years old, and I'm Pinto. Pinto. Yeah. All right. I think that's everybody, right? Yeah. All right, guys. So everybody out there, well, on this the- episode of the uh, High Impact Man podcast brought to you by Home Depot. Get all your home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Home Depot. All right. We can't ask you guys how y'all got your names, although some of them I'd like to know. It's kind of interesting. All right. Well, to get things kicked off here, we're going we're gonna to start with the team captain, obviously, Lowe's. So, uh, Lowe's, this is your second year that you've been coordinating teams and captaining teams, a team of Yankees. Um and your fifth, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, your fifth overall Blue Ridge Relay. That's right. Yeah. So t- tell us a little bit about your history with the Blue Ridge, why you like it so much, and what made you decide to take up a captain role? Yeah, sure. So um, I started with F3 um, in the northern suburbs of Atlanta, uh, Georgia, back in 2018, March 2018. And, you know, prior to F3, aside from being in and out of the gym, you know, inconsistently, uh, since college, uh, I had pretty much just been running for exercise and that, that was about it. So I resisted the EH from a couple of my buddies from church for about a year, uh, and then decided to show up, um, to my first F3 workout there, um, in March of 20, uh, 2018, uh, mayhem, it EH me. Um, and it was also almost totally different. And about, I would say three weeks or so in haha said, Hey, I'm trying to get this team together for the Blue Ridge Relay. And he explained to me how it, how it worked. I'm like, whoa, I didn't know anything. Yeah, I didn't, all I had done was just 5Ks, 10Ks. I'd done a few half marathons. Uh, no, hadn't done a full marathon yet. But I um, was very intrigued by the format. And, you know, I was, I was super excited about F3, you know, and just the fellowship because it was new to me. And so I was like, yeah, I'm in. So, um, you know, I think I even said I'd do it before I told my wife that I, that I was planning on, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. Um, and I convinced my two buddies that he aged me into F3 to also join this team that he was trying to put together. So I turned around the EH on them. And so anyway, it was fun. It was a blast. Uh, that My first uh, Blue Ridge Relay was about um, six months after I had started F3. Um, and shortly after that, we decided to move our family up to Pennsylvania. Uh, to be closer to my wife's family and to get out of the crazy hectic growth of the um, Metro Atlanta that that I've been around for most of my life. Um, And so I was hooked on it though. And I um, went back. I I actually flew into the Asheville airport uh, to meet up with my, my team from the alpha region uh, in 2019 after I had moved up to Pennsylvania. Um, and then in 2020, I flew down to Atlanta and then rode up with my team for 2020, uh, which was probably the only, um, probably the only event of its kind. It's, it's certainly the only event that, that I did that year, the, the year of the COVID. Uh, it was 25% of, of the normal size, you know, much smaller. It's a very different feel, but it, but it still felt awesome to actually do something that felt kind of normal that year. Um, so after three years and, you know, being in F3 for a little bit up in uh, our area up here, I decided to try and put a team together for myself. You know, I, I was really, um, again, you know, it, it was, it was a concept of a, of a race that I, that I didn't even know really existed. And, um, after talking some, to some folks up here that sounded like they would be interested and, and maybe, you know, 
didn't didn't know of something similar to it up here. I was like, well, I need to I need to introduce this concept and this passion for um, team relay endurance races to to my uh, to my growing brethren in the uh, southeastern PA and uh, you know New Jersey area. So mm-hmm. that um, that kind of came. That's how that's how we kind of uh, joined a. Um, had a team started last year, 2021, uh, com- combined with, I think half of this was from Princeton and then the other half were from kind of, um, very, uh, a third from Susquehanna and then, um, a third from kind of my Indian Valley and, um, Valley Forge kind of area closer to Philly. So, um, hope to, we hoped to get, uh, multiple teams going in 2021 or 2022. It didn't, didn't quite happen. Um, but had some, um, excited folks to, to return for their second shot and then uh, introduce some new folks to it as well. So that's, um, so I guess in answer to your question, mm-hmm. uh, uh, why I, why I became a captain is, you know, I've, I, won't, I, I didn't necessarily want to have to fly to Atlanta anymore to, to ride up with <laughs> my team from, from Georgia is, is, is the, the real reason. <laughs> no, the real reason is you're a high impact man and, and right. you, you motivated new guys you, to get involved. That's why. You could drive a van solo down to Atlanta if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could have just flown to Virginia and met him there, but whatever. <laughs> but, but, but you know good and well half the experience is spending those eight hours. Oh, yeah you know, plus, uh, in the van with, with, with everybody. So yeah, yeah absolutely. 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 So now you got to tell me after all these years, who's your favorite teammate? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We all know it's me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, but it, but it, it truly has been, you know, really cool. I, I know last year in 2021, we had what, what I would consider some pretty beginner runners, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, hear about it. Um, uh, after I visited, um, their, uh, fire pit Friday in Princeton at Mountie's house. Um, and we're kind of like, okay, this sounds hard. I, I probably don't think I, you know, didn't think I could ever do this in the past, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. And, uh, they, they, they trained and they, and they killed it. So yeah. it was, it, it's cool to, 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 to witness, um, the satisfaction and, and sense of accomplishment that, um, that people, the, 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 the guys um, get from get from this. I'm glad to glad to have helped to introduce it. Yeah, so. yeah. And I I, I got to jump in here. So this is Dick Clark, and, <laughs> and um, uh, on you know on Lowe's behalf, there's a story behind that fire pit, or maybe uh, maybe in front of it, so to speak. So you know, uh, it was it might have been my first fire pit with uh, F3 Princeton. And, uh, and, and somebody said, yeah, and there's going to be a, there's going to be a slideshow. Somebody's coming to, to show us a slideshow and tell us a story. Okay. You know, uh, go over on a Friday and, and, uh, and here's, here's this guy Lowe's and he's, you know, the, the, the host Mountie, he set up, uh, you know, set up his backyard screen and, and projector and everything. And, uh, uh, you know, it, in addition to having a, a beer and a fire pit, we, you know, we heard about the Blue Ridge Relay. I mean, for some of us, just out of the blue, you know, just sort of yeah. sat down and what the heck is this, right? <laughs> but it was, it certainly looked wild and intriguing and uh, uh, and this kind of thing. And it started a whole bunch of conversations, but I don't think anybody was thinking about it seriously. And fast forward, you know, 
uh, Lowe's would email us, you know, anybody thinking about this and everybody, no, no, you know, I mean, it was just so way out there. And then finally, uh, uh, one guy, everybody's hemming and hawing for the longest time. And finally the guy who hosted the fire pit, I think that was just by, by chance, uh, by his, you know, by his, uh, ebullient social nature, Mountie one day he just said, that's it. I'm in, I'm doing it. And within, it might've been 48 hours, six more guys, you know, jumped or five more guys jumped on it for, for F F3. Yeah. So it goes to a couple of things, you know, Lowe's is super organized. Mountie is not on the uh, call, but was on the uh, last year's team, uh, you know, is, is, uh, you know, uh, social guy, uh, you know, a, a social engine and, uh, and, and infects people with that, with that, uh, you know, with that sort of go, go get it. Let's do it devil may care spirit and you know you bring these things together and that's where a team comes from so a lot yeah. a lot of different parts but guys have to put themselves out there and just be willing to do it and uh you know that 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 started a started a you know started a little trend here we got two years rolling so far yep i remember that day very 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 well it uh it, it was it was a great day i was i was i was on cloud nine when when the 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 hard commits started started rolling in so yeah that's awesome i i got just just pause for just a second because we've gone this far and we haven't explained what the Blue Ridge Relay is. So dial up. Why don't you, you think that's important? <laughs> to some people. I was first going to say, too, it's like, the sh- it's like the dancing shirtless idiot, right? Yeah, that's you, right. You need yeah. a leader first. Dancing idiot, yeah. And then where things take off is when you get the first follower. Yeah, yep. And that's exactly what we had here, right? We had yeah. Lowe's the leader, and then we had Mounty step up to be the first follower. And boom, we had a movement. There you go. Yeah. Check out YouTube, the uh, dancing shirtless idiot, if you don't have no idea what I'm talking about. So you want me to tell a little bit yeah, about what the really just, is? Yeah, All right. give so a it's, quick rundown of what the heck we're talking about. It's 208 here. miles. It's flat as a pancake all downhill. <laughs> no, just kidding. So it's 208 miles. Starts on the very southern border of Virginia at, uh, what is it, Grayson Highland State Park. Yeah. Uh, and then proceeds down to Asheville, North Carolina in a very roundabout fashion. Uh, over hill, over dale, uh, through the night. It's 208 miles long. And it's, uh, it can be accomplished different ways. You, there's guys that uh, do it on six-man teams. We typically shoot for a 12-man team, although, as we mentioned, we were down to an 11-man team this year due to a last-minute casualty. Uh, and, yeah, so you, you set your order. So we had 11 guys. We put them in order and ran one, you know, one through 11. And uh, when the 11th guy finished, you start back through the cycle again and runner number one starts. And then you go through the cycle again. And, and we did that three times. And then uh, three lucky winners uh, got to the bonus round and ran a fourth leg at the end. Yeah. So that was that was new. And all the while, we're like living together in a van. So there's two vans. Yeah, two five, vans. Five and yep. one, six guys in another van. Yeah. And you sort of leapfrog on all, all the way down the course. Yeah, when you're when you're not on the course, you get to sneak off the course and sleep for an hour, two, right. maybe a little bit of food. Have some fried green tomatoes. We'll talk about those later. All right, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, well, thank yeah, thanks for explaining that. Uh, so, and a lot of F three guys do it. So I know I, I I'm not following the script right now, but uh, last year I was impressed by how many F three guys there were. Yeah, isn't it like f- at least like fifty or sixty percent, maybe more of the teams are F three teams yeah okay how many total runners do we know how many teams or how many total runners there were this year 149 teams i think finished right and there's a couple dnfs we won't mention any names florida uh uh, so i don't know what that adds up to because there's some six-man teams some uh 12-man teams so i was over a thousand people yeah i can't do the math that quick 
Yeah, well, yeah, ten and it's a bunch. Of, it's a bunch of people. Teams with ten average of ten guys. That's fifteen hundred people. Correct. Yeah, men and women. Okay. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, so, you guys got this thing kicked off uh, with Gandalf as lead, run, runner position number one. Is that right? That is correct. Gandalf was our leadoff guy. Yeah. There's some rumor that you guys almost got disqualified initially. <laughs> yeah, we we did. Luckily, this is not a track meet. Uh-huh. Uh, in, in Pennsylvania, I don't know what the rules are in other states, but you know, in Pennsylvania, in a track meet, if you you fall start, you're done. You don't get a second chance. Gandalf, were you hopped up on caffeine? Is that is that the deal? Yeah, Gandalf, you want to talk about your start? Guys, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to need to see some video evidence or what are you talking about? I got video evidence. You're, you're, you're lucky. We have that. <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be rolling that video if we were a video podcast, but we're audio only, so you're lucky. Yes, locked. yes, it's true. There was a countdown, I believe, from 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and I thought you're supposed to run at 1, but there's that little tricky go at the end. So I took off, and I wanted to intimidate the competition by uh, <laughs> going full sprint, uh-huh. and I took off, and nobody's going with me. So, yes, I've seen the video. There's a little stutter step that I do of confusion um and then i say well heck with it i'm already running i'm not stopping they're not redoing this so i just kept going and dial up uh laughs at me as i tear by on that video <laughs> he, he didn't he didn't just to start he was he, so you know how gandalf like you know so we have on uh, monday mornings we have shake and bake uh which is our run ao and so we we always finish at a trailhead and you know how Gandalf always is like, anybody want to sprint back to the pavilion? And, and he sprints back to the pavilion at yeah. the end, you know, for that two-tenths of a mile. That's what he did at the start of the race. Like, he was like full jets, like, boom. Yeah. And was off and running, sprinting. Yeah, even without the head start, he was like, what, I don't know, 10 feet or 20 feet ahead of everyone else by the time he, he was, was out of the frame. He, he was gone. <laughs> I'm up there going, easy, easy. But uh, it was good. Well, 10 feet for Gandalf is just one stride length. All right. <laughs> Almost get DQ'd at the start, but you hung in there. No one DQ'd you. Gandalf, I'm just really proud of you for doing it. You're one of the guys who took an extra leg, weren't you? That's right. Although the legs got significantly slower after that first one. The first one is a steady downhill, so I got uh, pretty decent things on that. Yeah. Uh, and not just because it was pretty. When the van passed him, he was leading the pack. He was he was still setting the pace. Everybody was everybody was drafting off of him. Cool. I think a couple guys just kicked past past him there at the very end. But I have a feeling we're going to be talking about kills. He got us rolling. He got us rolling. Yeah, and I wondered about that. The first leg, do you technically get any kills? I don't think you can really. Can you get kills in the first leg? Every kill counts, buddy. If you'd be smart, you would just like. If I'm doing it, it's counting because I don't get any. (laughs) If you were smart, you would just like you wouldn't fall start, right? (laughs) Right. You would let everybody start, and then everybody you pass would would be a kill. Yeah. There you go except I wouldn't be able to catch him. It's all good. All right. So second leg was uh, dial up himself. How'd your leg go? Uh, so my leg went pretty well. It was mine also continued the downhill trend. Uh, so I, I kind of got rolling. It was, it was not real adventurous. I did have a little dog. It's the first I ever had that. There was a little dog that was sitting along the side of the road that kind of watched me coming. And I'm like, what's, what's this guy doing? And so guy, girl, I don't know what kind of dog was. Anyway, just a little thing. And, and as I got to him, he just like starts running beside me. There you go. And like really close, like like almost like he's gonna trip me. He's like brushing against my leg as we're running, and so he he like ran like a hundred yards up the up the road with me, and I'm starting to worry. Like, do I got to run this dog back? Is he gonna run all the way to the exchange zone with me? And uh, he went about a hundred yards, and he turned around, and I think he just went back and waited for the next runner. So he, he was just he was just enjoying the day. Oh, he was fine. He was fine. 
Uh, but yeah, it was pretty uneventful. Cruised through the downhills. Uh, they put some nice little hills in at miserable places after uh, all those downhills. I did catch up to uh, Hello Kitty um, during that uh, that downhill stretch. And he did... Uh, right, it was Hello Kitty, right? Yeah, yeah, Hello Kitty. Uh, he did tell me to, to tell, you, tell you, he said hi as I, as I ran past him. And he did wonder where you were. So I did have to think of my feet, even though, you know, I was running, I had to think of some lame excuse of why you weren't there. I was getting nauseated on rides in Universal Studios. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think I think I gave him something better than that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he did wonder where you were. And then, you know, I get to the exchange zone, and it, it's coming down a hill, and I can see, like, you know, about 100 yards away, I can see the exchange zone, and I don't see my team. And I don't panic yet or anything like that. I got plenty of time. They just realized I'm coming. They're going to be out there. And... uh I get to like 50 meters and I still don't see my guys and 25 meters. Now I'm, now I'm yelling. I think it might've yelled the wrong guy first, but I should have been yelling black hole, black hole. And, and like everybody now at the exchange zone, I think they, they hear me yelling and they're looking around. And then I think they all start yelling for, for my guy. And I I get there and like, I'm in the exchange zones, just standing there for a few seconds. Black hole, were you in the No one to be found. And then all of a sudden black hole comes running out of the, I don't know whether he's in a porta potty or where he was, but he came running out to save the day and he was off and running so those exchange zones can be a little tricky black hole where were you man i i don't remember i was probably just getting ready <laughs> and then yeah and then yeah it was, it was <laughs> well any, it was other, surprise. any other exchange zone mishaps i think there were some other exchange zone mishaps uh mater didn't you have one was it you and Redcoat? Yeah, yeah, we had a little, a little mishap. Uh, I was coming into, I guess it was my uh, second leg, and uh, completely exhausted, like I am after every leg that I run. Mm-hmm. And was very happy to see Redcoat. Unfortunately, it was about fifty yards too early, um, so we we exchanged, and off he went, and he was off to the races, <laughs> and I'm walking back to the van, and. Uh, Lowe's comes, I think it was Lowe's, I'm not sure, it might have been somebody different, came, came running over and they were like, you have to exchange in front of the judge. And I'm like, I just did. And they're like, no, the judge is up here. Um, so I like went from being completely exhausted to like full energy again and uh, you know, ran up and Redcoat was already gone. He was he was way out there, and Lowe's chased him down and brought him back. And he, he was a he was a good rabbit. Luckily, I didn't get too far. I was maybe like hundred yards away or something, and I heard guys yelling at me, "Red coat, red coat, come back!" And I was like, "What's going on? Like, I'm off. I'm just keep, keep yelling back at them, like saying, okay, 'Okay, I'm off, guys. I'm off. Let me let me go.'" And I had to turn uh, turn around and come back, and you know, so we exchanged the uh, baton right in front of the judge and. I, off I went again but yeah it, it's basically trickiness of the night rounds right because like you don't really see who is in common so right. usually the exchange zones they had like one judge way in front uh, looking at what number what team number is in common and then another judge at the desk right. you know basically watching the baton passing and you're not supposed to like you're supposed to ignore the first guy who was just yelling like team 89 in common right, right. so the next person was supposed to be by the judge that's taking times and uh, I, I kind of like I was too, too too anxious and I was all the way up front and I just grabbed the baton and ran off and yeah. that's I wasn't supposed to do that so that's, that's just what you want you're all hyped up you're ready to go you take <laughs> off and hey come back you gotta start again <laughs> exactly oh, exactly yep. yeah that'd be terrible True. 
There was another um, exchange zone issue, and I can't remember what leg it was. It was G Ray coming in, and we were all near the we were all near the exchange area near the tent, but we weren't right there in front of the judge. And um, I had said, you know, should we go over there? Should we go and wait? And Mater said, no, no. I, I know G Ray really well. He's always predictably on time, and we've got another like five or six minutes, uh-huh. and. Uh, a minute later, G Ray's wandering around going, Yo, where are you guys? <laughs> and you guys even had like signals worked out, right? Flashing light and everything. It looks like one of those glow skeletons you see in Hall- at Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, end of that, that night run, I don't know about you guys. I, I, when I did it last year, it's uh, it, it, everything, there's, it's dark, obviously, but there's lights everywhere, which makes it sometimes even worse. You know, and you don't, you know, you can't tell who's who. Yeah. Everybody looks the same coming in with a headlight and a Knox right. vest on or something. Boss Hog though. All right. Boss Hog, one of five rookies in the team. And uh, dial up said that you discovered some sort of magical powers that saved your time. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's an interesting story, but make, um, make your wife proud. Uh, yeah. We talked about a little bit of dinner tonight when we were all there. Uh, the first I want to just, Thank everyone for what a wonderful weekend uh, putting together the race. Uh, it was a lot of fun and dial up and I have an agreement that uh, since I'm doing the crucible hike this weekend, which is a 70 mile rock hike right there. If you guys want to uh, type in crucible hike 2022, you can go to my fundraising page. It's not boss hog. It's James Nazinski. You can donate to my fundraising page. It goes to uh, veterans in need of assistance. So dial-up has agreed to do the crucible hike next year, and I'm already going for the Blue Ridge again. So All right. Yeah, that's um, the deal. But anyways, this was my first time. I really enjoyed it. You don't ever want to get killed. I was a first-time runner here. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So on my third leg, when it's pouring down raining, um, I think Black Hole had a long leg before me. So I'm sitting there waiting and I got to go to the bathroom and I'm like, I'd really like to see this little Chinese guy run around a corner and pass off the baton to me. <laughs> uh, and it didn't happen for a couple more minutes. So he finally makes it there. I take off running. and it's pouring down raining and I really have to go to the bathroom uh-huh. and I double knotted, I double knotted my shorts and I couldn't get them undone. So I found <laughs> another way to find a way to go to the bathroom. So very quickly I noticed there's a headlight coming behind me. And I'm like, well, you don't want to get past and you don't want to have someone come by you while you're going to the bathroom. So I found a unique way to run and go to the bathroom at the same time. We'll just leave it at that. All righty then. Did you keep your shorts dry? What's that? Did you keep your shorts dry? Uh, it was already raining, so it... All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's what you, you take those plastic baggies along for a reason. All right. Uh, yeah, no, this was just an easy number one. But you learn to lift up your shorts in a special way and keep on running. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, but hey, again, I just want to thank uh, Lowe's for doing an awesome job. Just the organization for this whole event was phenomenal. So um, can't wait to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> he is signed up. Well, Born cool. organizer, no doubt. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, when I did it last year, uh, my last leg, I was on the top of the mountain. Mountie did a mountain goat leg, and then I had to run down the switchbacks. We'll talk about that about that in a minute because I think Lowe's did that this year. But um, I think I used the porta potty at the at the exchange zone like five times in a half an hour, 
And I don't know if it was because of the cold mountain air or nerves or what. It didn't happen in, in my other legs. And I had, I mean, I just kept going. And then Mountie comes up and hands it off to me. And I start running down the hill. And within like 30 seconds, I got to go again. So yeah. the difference between you and I is, A, I was getting killed by everybody anyway, so who cares? And B... <laughs> I just pulled over to the side and I could get my shorts down. So I broke the BRR rules and, uh, you know, found a little si- spot on the side of the road. But, uh, yeah. All right, man. I heard about that. I've heard about people doing those kinds of things, especially on, uh, marathons. All right. So you're one of five rookies. The other rookies, Pinto, Casbah, Mater, and Gandalf. Uh, now we, we've, uh, we talked a little bit to Gandalf and Mater, um, uh, and Boss Hog. Uh, one of the other guys I think chimed in, but, um, Pinto, Casbah, we'll start with you two guys. Whoever wants to go first, what what was what are your thoughts on the event after doing it for the first time? Pinto, I'll let you go. All right. So uh, this is Pinto. Um, so I've uh, I've been running for well since high school, um, and uh, really you know in and out of being a, an avid runner and then not. Um, I think I'd be what you'd kind of uh, consider a bit of a Clydesdale. Um, so, uh, you know, I get out and plowed along pretty well and, uh, I've run a couple marathons, uh, but you know, I go out and I run and then, you know, I would stop running before I found F3 and, uh, this year, uh, Lowe's, Lowe's and I, uh, belong to, uh, belong to the same region there and he hit me up and said, uh, you know, Hey, listen, uh, you know, we're putting together this team, uh, and we're going to go out and run 208 miles. And, uh, I thought, well, that sounds terrible. And, uh, but, uh, but then it also sounded like so much fun too. Um, and, uh, you know, we talked a bit about the camaraderie of, uh, spending time in the band and, uh, getting to know each other, you know, the laughs and, and carrying on and, and having a good time. And, um, you know, this was honestly, um, my most enjoyable run experience and all, all the years that I've been running. Um, I've never experienced something like this where you're, you know, handing off legs and you're cruising along and you're up and down the side of a mountain and, you know, you're throwing a slap bracelet on somebody else, which is like the ultimate way to, to, to hand off between exchange zones. So, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it again. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. I absolutely loved it. And, and this is Lowe's, um, you know, Mountie was my first follower last year. This year, uh, Pinto was, was my first hard commit. Nice. So back, I think back in like January of 2022, he's like, yep, I'm doing it. Cool. So, Casbah, what'd you think? Well, wait, before we go to Casbah, I think okay, we, we need to talk about Pinto has some magical apparel oh, that helps nice. him with his, his running powers. Do we, do we want to talk about Pinto's mommy pants? Yeah, so um, in, 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 in all things uh, F3, uh, the first thing you should learn, but maybe don't adhere to, is uh, not to overshare. Um, so my, uh, my, uh, my, my wife, uh, she, she rides a Peloton bike and, uh, you know, she wears uh, yoga pants or, or tights typically when she rides. And, um, I was on one night shopping on Amazon and I happened upon a set of tights that were like F3 colors. They were like white and black and, and gray. They're like camo print. I'm like, oh, I'm buying these. I'm going to wear them when I run. So I put them on all proud of myself for my first run. And I come home from my run and my seven-year-old daughter comes over to me and she says, you're, you're wearing mommy pants. She says to me and I'm like, Oh no. So of course everybody's in earshot. These are now my mommy pants. Well, I go back to the gloom and I tell the story 
And uh, so subsequent runs after that point where I uh, wore the pants were titled something of the, the mommy pants variety. Well, on the Blue Ridge, I made the mistake of, you know, sharing the same story. And uh, we pull up to uh, to the night exchange zone, and um, and uh, one of the Carpex vans, uh, Banjo had a Carpex, the, the, the van door opens up, and he, he, uh, he pokes his head out, and he goes, hey, mommy pants. And he says, <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Lululemon, and he closes up the door, and he drives away. So, um, so yeah, that's the story of, of my mommy pants. Word spreads fast, you know. Yeah, so, uh, Pinto, what region are you from? Uh, I'm from Indian Valley. Okay, so Lowe's, I think y'all ought to consider a name change down there. Just, just saying. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> they, they were just pretty. Like, just like nothing, nothing. I could never see myself as, as anything but Lowe's. Yeah. Um, Pinto, right. Pinto's Pinto forever. His but, pants were right. his pants were pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right, no offense, Pinto, but your mommy pants to me. I don't care what Lowe's says. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I never met you before today, so I somebody gets renamed by Dfib on every on every Blue Ridge relay team. Last year, his cruiser became the Terminator. I don't know why the Terminator didn't run this year. <laughs> now we got Pinto is now mommy pants. Yeah, but, mommy uh, pants. Anyway, yeah, Casbah, you were gonna. I think you were gonna say something then, or we were bouncing to you next. I think. Got your um, rookie experience. I, I, I've got to well. First of all, reiterate that you know there's a lot of complexity in logistics both in transportation, packing, all that stuff. And I saw none of it because of, you know, Lowe's organization. So I have to second that awesome job. Um, I'm going to do it next year. Uh, that, I mean, that should, that, that should summarize my enthusiasm about it. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit like Pinto in the sense that, you know, I used to run when I was younger, uh, even as an adult, um, I, you know, I've done half marathons, uh, mountain marathons or at least the half marathon portion of mountain marathons. And, you know, my, <laughs> I would say as an adult, I've never been a good runner in the sense of being a real competitor, but I liked it and I enjoyed it. But, you know, in recent years, my, uh, it's been a little bit more difficult. I've got leg issues. So I feel like this has really, uh, jumpstarted me. I actually thought about, um, even though it's difficult for me to run on Tuesday mornings with the, uh, rest of the Princeton, uh, uh, F3, I, I'm thinking, all right, I need to get back out there next Tuesday morning and start running again and start thinking about how I'm going to do better next year. So, um, yes, it's, it's, it's one of those things, at least for me, when you're out there in the middle of the night and it's raining on you and you're not really moving yet because you're waiting for someone and it's cold, uh, you're like, you're thinking, why am I here? But when you're done with it, it feels glorious and amazing. And, and, uh, you know, you're, you're, um, there's this 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 real sense of uh, glee almost. It's worth doing for sure. Uh, whether you are a good runner or you know a runner like me, it's absolutely worth doing. Yeah, cool. You're recording all these hard commits for next year, right, Lowe's? So it's funny, uh, you know, in the middle of this, I was popping up my, um, my interest file that I circulated a few, a few days ago. And, and I've, I've heard a couple of people say that they're doing it next year and I don't see them on the, on the file yet. So. I think you just need to fill it oh. in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I can, yeah. Guilt trip. Yeah. And listen, this is a, this is not a podcast. It's going to be recorded for posterity. Right. So far. Right. So, so far we got boss hog, right. Yeah. And Pinto, I'm, I'm in. right. Pinto, you said you're in, right. And Caspar. I'm in. Black hole. Yeah, well, I'm sure this will get archived by the time anyone wants to reference this next year. It'll, long be, it'll be long gone. <laughs> but yes, I'm in. All right. 
Keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. So, Gandalf, you going to do it again next year? <laughs> definitely, maybe. All right. A definite yeah. maybe. He How- needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Did you wear out your shoes in one race? Oh, apparently they've been worn out for like a year. I, I don't know. You're supposed to get new shoes every six months. That's news to me. Yeah, we need to do an uh, apparel check next year for the for the runners, make sure they're good to go. Yeah, I heard you got little blisters on your little feet. Well, thank you for that sympathy. <laughs> Neither of them being little. All right. Actually, I never. I asked you how tall you. Are. I asked you how tall you are. But how how big? How what, what size? What size shoe do you wear? Get off. Uh, Eleven and a half. Oh wow! Okay. We 11, did. Eleven we did. happy. We're wearing size ten shoes. Yeah, we tried to introduce Gandalf to the magical powers. This is uh, Dick Clark and I. The magical powers of Vaseline. Oh, Vaseline! Yeah, Vaseline. You know that? Yeah. World go round. He was he was resistant, but we're like, dude, just do it. Put some of this Vaseline on your feet. On your feet? Yeah, to prevent blisters. You don't know about Vaseline? Heck no. You got to wear good socks. You know, basketball, you wear like two, three pairs well, yeah, of socks, yeah, and you got to learn still how to put them on. Sometimes it doesn't work. You, you, you still got to be. John Wooden taught his team every year to how to put a sock. But you still got to be preventative. First. Like a little bit of Vaseline in any spots that you're that you're yeah. prone to blisters or you're fearful of blisters. Maybe I just haven't run far enough. Most but, importantly, Vaseline on the what? Dick Clark, you want to tell him? As far as I'm concerned, it's between the toes, but man, oh, everybody's got nipples. their thing. What about the nipples? Oh, the, yeah. the nipples. Right. We had that. Right. We had that long discussion. We 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 had. <laughs> I think we had Gandalf really fearful. We started talking about guys in marathons with Bloody like nipples. literally blood running down their jerseys <laughs> yeah. from their nipples getting rubbed raw, and Gandalf was scared to death. I think that he was going to have yeah, well, it could bloody happen. nipples by the end of it. Then God no, I, was, I was not scared. I was more bewildered that such a thing could happen. So help me, I'm not a super long distance runner or anything. I've never felt chafing on my nipples of all places. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when I was training for a half marathon years ago, it happened, and uh, I started putting Vaseline in my nipples. Yeah. yeah no doubt about Maybe it. Maybe Gandalf has inverted nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Which then. one's the third one? Or the... <laughs> Spielberg's going to have a lot of cutting out to do with these topics. <laughs> uh, Mater, it was your first time. You going to do it next year? Yeah, I'm, I'm up for doing it next year. I mean, uh, I kind of feel like Hasball, like, you know, it was great. And like, uh, like Penta mentioned, like it was absolute misery, but it was super fun at the same time. So, uh, yeah, my body, my body was hurting, but I absolutely love the camaraderie and love the feeling of accomplishment when I was done. And, uh, I definitely need to get in a little bit better shape. So I need something to, I need a good reason to train. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely up for it. Sweet. Did you use Vaseline on your nipples? Uh, I did not. Okay. I did not use Vaseline on, on my nipples. You've looked forward to that in the future when we run longer distances. All right. We, now, I got to ask you. So, the guys that did it for the first time, um, was the the roads you were running on and the areas you were running through, was it what you expected? Um, so, I, go ahead, Josh. All right. This, yeah, this is uh, Mater. Um so, some of it was like as I expected. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Um, the night run was not really what I expected. Um, I would probably say that I would never choose to run at night or in the rain. And uh, my my second leg was super dark out in the middle of nowhere, pouring down rain. And um, 
it was there was just something kind of special about it. Um, very peaceful, relaxing. Um, it was just just a really neat experience, and definitely not something I would I would you know search out and go seeking on on my own. So that was kind of neat. Yeah, Basag, what do you think? Yeah, I initially thought that there was going to be more not trails, but you know maybe more of back road, dirt roads, things like that. You know, a lot of it's almost all you know macadam. So there was there were some areas where there was a lot of traffic that you really had to watch cars coming both ways. You don't get hit. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was I was surprised at how rural it was. I mean, it was the mountains of North Carolina. I don't know why I was surprised. But, yeah, um, I remember the one. Leg there was, yeah, there was a lot of areas where again you're out you're out there by yourself and you may not see a couple houses for a while, but yeah. uh, just an overall great uh, great time. Can't wait to do it again. All right, cool. Yeah. I will say, I think um, on my second leg, I realized that the organizers understated the severity of the hills. And I thought, this is, there's no way this is moderate. This is, I think I've been running uphill for like, uh, <laughs> you know, five or six miles so far. And I think it was only like a five mile, mile segment, but I swore I was running uphill for six, six or seven miles at that point. <laughs> yeah, all, I, we, we were all, taken by that too last all, year, right? Weren't it's we? all relative. Yeah, it's all yeah. relative, yeah. Yeah, I remember there was there was a number of. I mean, I think Black Hole. I think you ran a leg last year. We're like, my God, it was just like kept going because we drove because we had to drive <laughs> we, to the next exchange and we drove the, the route. And it's like, yeah. man, it just keeps going up and up and up. We talked about that on uh, during during this year's trip a bit <laughs> that we were following him on that leg. I don't I don't remember what, what leg that was. I what's think. the rating of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all audiences, aren't we, Spielberg? Yeah, he can. Uh, he has a special there, name. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Leg thirty three. Oh no no not not that one. No, the one he did in the middle of the night is the one I think you were talking about, right? I don't remember. I thought it was light out, but uh, yeah, it, it was the one that yeah we we drove through the middle of the night and it just kept going up every up. corner we ran around. It was like yeah. uphill, uphill, uphill. But but yeah, you had the you he had the mountain goat stage last year though. And that was like thirty three. Yeah, and that was that's a big one. That has the name that we're not supposed to say. Okay, what does it rhyme with? Well, there, there's, there's, we're, we're uncertain, like, because Lowe's has heard it, heard it called something that rhymes with uh, pit, and I've heard it rhyme, with, heard it called something that rhymes with um, uh, hipple. Is that a word? Is hipple a word? <laughs> I guess. Sipple. We said nipple already, so we did say nipple, didn't we? Yeah. Well, there goes that. <laughs> I've heard it called nipple. Uh, Lowe's has heard it called something that rhymes with pit okay. or hit. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, so, Casbah, I uh, heard something about uh, that you'd been driving alone. You might have ended up somewhere in the Midwest during a drive back to Pennsylvania, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some confusion between the, uh, the Garmin standalone GPS and uh, someone's phone. And I think at some point it was said – it was mentioned, just ignore the GPS. So <laughs> I ignored the GPS, but it turned out, I think it was probably more accurate at that point than a phone that wasn't getting reception. Um, so yeah, we were in the lead van. Um, Keyword van, were. van one, which was behind us, uh, peeled off and I thought, all right, well, maybe we should be turning there. <laughs> but you know, it's all good. We caught up with them eventually. <laughs> 
Didn't end up in Kentucky or something, did you? No, 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 I didn't. I don't know. Where, where, where was Deliverance filmed? <laughs> I think on the on the course you guys ran. <laughs> we did not hear any banjo music. We saw banjo, but we did not hear banjo music. I, I ran my night leg last year. There was a lady that ended up behind me. It's a long story. We both took a wrong turn with another guy. Then we turned around and came back. Anyway, she just stayed on my heels the entire <laughs> leg and i don't know i think it's because she just felt more comfortable being <laughs> no. around somebody else running because it was a, a sketchy area we were running yeah. through and hold, hold on can i jump in yeah yeah what you wanted to think is that she just felt more secure yes of course in the vicinity of a big strong muscular man that would protect her you mean that wasn't it no you were a <laughs> sacrificial lamb dude she knew you were slow and if anything came out of the woods she was gone and it was gonna get you instead i could have tripped her <laughs> i would have protected her uh, i'm wearing a captain america shirt for uh, all right should we talk about some other van nonsense yeah let's yeah, yeah go in ahead in the van culture so, so what were what were the thing, some of the things you guys saw out there from a from a van perspective? Uh, other vans, fun stuff that happened in your vans that we haven't talked about so far. I got some notes here, but we'll see what kind of things you guys hit on. Hit on. Does anybody in? Okay, I'll get it started. Does anybody in van one to talk? Oh, van one want to talk about the driving skills uh, and speed and and. Uh, Breaking and accelerating <laughs> of Dick, Dick Clark. Does anybody, yeah, does anybody want to talk about Dick Clark and one, his rally one, car one, skills? One man's, one man's slow and steady is another man's fast and jerky, you know? Hey, hey Dick Clark. But hey, can you, when you're trying to get to that start line, you got to get there on time. Amen, so brother. that's all I know. Can I, I guess this will be edited out if, if, if uh, you, you object, me, object to me mentioning this, but didn't you used to drive a tank? That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I did in the army. All right. Is uh, there a, and, and were any of those habits carried forward and carried into driving the I think, van? I think very much so. I think a little overconfidence. You know, not not enough uh, not enough traffic accidents in my life. So here's the thing about a tank. Um, a tank isn't liable to tip over when you take a quick turn. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's where. That's where. That's where I need to learn. But still, it hasn't happened yet. So. You're doing something right. <laughs> it kind of reminded me. I think Dick Clark was running moonshine is what I think it was. It was like, that's how NASCAR got to start, right? Guys racing in the back roads, Apparently. hauling moonshine, trying not to get caught by Boss Hog, right? And uh, you got it. That, that was Dick, Hark, Dick Clark, man. He was hard out of the corners, hard into the braking zones, cutting the apex of the turns. He was he was hammered down. He was even e braking it around some of the turns, kicking the back end of the the van out, sliding around the corners. It was you're not on two wheels once. Oh, it yeah. was, it was real. Well. That's right. You're not right, driving on the edge. You're not going fast enough, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, we had to get there, man. <laughs> we were worried about not making that start line. <laughs> it does not benefit you to sit in the back of the van when Dick Clark is driving. <laughs> that's right. You got to stay over the over the front wheels. <laughs> it's that, be a that's right. If so, if you're going to be in Dick Clark's van next year, just bring some drama, man. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Remind me next year that uh, DC is definitely putting his insurance on one of the vans. Good idea. There we, Good idea. we just need to have some paper bags with yeah. us. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Hand them out. Hand them out before he's getting behind the wheel. <laughs> like, let, let, me, let me get out and run. I'll run the west away. <laughs> It's, it's extra incentive. I needed some paper bags this weekend. Sp speaking of le a lead foot, 
<clears throat> that leads me to thinking about feet, which leads me to a story about some Lowe's toes and, you know, toes are on feet, right? So who's going to tell the story about Lowe's toes? I think it should be Lowe's, right? <laughs> Maybe, but if some, if someone thinks I'm doing a bad job, feel free to, feel free to jump in. <clears throat> we were on our way back. Um, I guess it was from the finish on the way back to our cabin in Asheville. Right. And, um, I was sitting up in the front seat. I had my, um, my sandals off my, my, my shoes off. So my, my, my toesies could, could, uh, air out. And, uh, I had my legs crossed, um, kind of foot, I guess, above the, the, you know, uh, window where it could be seen. And this dude in a, um, you know, pickup truck t- towing a, a trailer with, a, a ATV on it, I guess stops beside us at the, the um, stoplight and is motioning like to roll down the window. I didn't see him. Uh, whoever's driving at the moment uh, told me, Hey, you got someone wants to talk to you. Um, roll down the window. He goes, Hey, I just want to tell you, you got some nice toes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I told you it was a sketchy area. That was, that was my first time. Um, being complimented about my toes. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so we drove away and, um, uh, before we got to the next stoplight, he kind of, you know, went ahead. The story's and not over. we kind of started to catch up with him and he, uh, we see that he's got his foot sticking out of the window, <laughs> uh, toe, toes dangling in the, in the wind, uh, and giving us the, you know, I don't, I don't know what symbol, not, not the middle finger, but like, a. You know, hang loose. I don't know. A, a, a happy the uh, horns, yeah. yeah. The horns, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, it just yeah. sends a picture out to the group. The the love showing showing the love with the toes. So yeah, um, my, my toes. I think it was all about the love. I think uh, nice. that was yeah. the objective. There. <laughs> so, I think my toes were nicer than his. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, so you know, that's I told I, I mentioned. That's why I asked those guys for the first time what their impressions were about what, what the area was like it ran through because yeah deliverance <laughs> anyway north carolina we love you the theory, the theory though is it's it's we were targeted because um you know we had jersey tags on our van so i don't know <laughs> i think it was some self-aware humor on that guy's part there was a a, a van with a big city license plates I know and, I, uh, they were going to freak someone out. I know what it was. It was like, you got some nice toes for a guy that don't know how to pump his own gas, right? Because you Jersey guys can't pump your own gas, man. <laughs> <laughs> got people for that. I, I think I might have just offended the Jersey guys. I'm just kidding. It's all right. Princeton guys. All right. <laughs> Remember in Pennsylvania, you always have to pay to get out of New Jersey. The tolls are always coming out, right? Never going in. Really? I hadn't even noticed that. Pay attention. All right. Yeah. Anyway, I love you, Jersey guys. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mara, we, well, what else we got? We say go same to- thing to New York people. You know, like, together, <laughs> you got to pay to get the hell out of New York. <laughs> Escape from New York. Oh, it's, a, it's, like a, it's like a sequential thing, right? You have to pay to get out of New York. You have to pay to get out of Jersey. Mm-hmm. I think we should talk about rules violations next. Gandalf, tell us about the little rules violations uh, event that happened. Another one? Yeah, definitely. I think in the Blue Ridge Relay, you're not allowed to interact with the runner on your team at all once they start their leg. No handing up water bottles, 
through the van window, letting them change their shirt, whatever. And uh, not long into the race, we saw that happen. And I reacted very reasonably, very reasonably at this point, rolling down the window, shouting, uh, I'm a prosecutor. If it's the last <laughs> thing I do, I'll see you hang for this. Very reasonable, proportional reaction yeah, to uh, what he did. And in spite of my you know, fair assessment of what was going on, this man uh, pulls his pants down <laughs> as he continues running. And uh, despite having a pretty hairless back, uh, his... Uh, Donk is so hairy uh, <laughs> that, as Dialog puts it, looked like he had fuzzy underwear. Um, so he really got us back with that, I think. All righty then. Was and that it, too much there? Uh, and he left him down. That was the best part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so we got to the next exchange zone and 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 i guess we realized this and and part of why we were yelling right it was it was rapido's revenge which is banjo and hello kitty's team uh-huh. so we at least knew them and we we oh, knew that's who it was we, we knew that hopefully they could take a little it bit was of a, those guys yeah it was those guys and so banjo it was it was actually banjo <laughs> it was not oh, banjo banjo, banjo shapes his butt is what i've been told <laughs> so, so who, who who reported them for the public indecency? <laughs> whose job whose job was that? I don't know. I don't know. We could have. We could have. Rapido's revenge ride. That's on a. If that was on an doing? interstate. Wouldn't that be federal jurisdiction? Uh. It was funny though because Banjo did say something about it when we got to the next exchange zone. He's like, "What'd you think of that?" I said, "That thing was hairy, man." He goes, "We were surprised too." He's like all clean shaven, and then he pulls his pants down, and it was a lot of hair. So then the debate was: Should he just shave like an F and a, a F on one cheek and a three on the other, and then that, you know. Be a little F3 promotion when he runs. There you go. With his cheeks in the wind. I really don't know what to say about that. Yeah, we won't mention any names. I don't remember what his name was, but we, we but certainly... Those guys, you know, they, they were only a six-man team, so, the, you know, they were they were a little crazy. Yeah, they're not all there. And they did it. Yeah, they're not all there. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys out there. We love you. That's right. All right. Uh, <laughs> any other rules violations I need to know about? No, was that the only one? I it think was that might have been it. One there was. It yeah. was the best one. So you know, I'm going to skip ahead here on your little script, but uh, go right ahead. The uh, you know, speaking of rules violations, the, the, that is a rule. You're not supposed to help your teammate during their leg. You know, can't give them water, etc. And last year, I ran my third leg. I was I did that downhill that I mentioned. And Lowe's, I think you ran it this year. And uh, when I got down onto the asphalt, it was really hot. And having the diuretic effect I had on top of the hill, peeing all I did, I, I was so dehydrated. It was just really hot. And all these vans are stopping, and the, the runners are pulling up to their vans and getting a drink. And it, it happened like five, six vans at, at, out on my route. I'm like, wow, I wish my guys would come by and give me a drink right now. When, lo and behold, I ran along. I've told the story before in the podcast, but there was a bottle of water just sitting on the side of the road. And I picked it up, and if it was warm, I wasn't going to... Or yellow. Or yellow. I wasn't going to drink it, but it was ice cold. And so I thought the Lord just provided for me a magical bottle of water. So I drank it. It really helped me on that leg. So anyway, but yeah, there were, there were some rules violations going on there. So Lowe's, what'd you think of that leg, that downhiller? I think it, what is it? Uh, 32? Yeah, like 32, uh, nine and a half miles. Um, six, I think six and a half of it is downhill. And the last of it's flat. Last three miles is flat. It, it was a lot of fun. It was um, it was my favorite of the three. 
this year. Um, and you know, it was, it was pouring down rain. And so that was, that was, that was, that was a positive because I've definitely seen being in the van before, uh, just, you can't hardly even see where you're going because it's so dusty, yeah. you know, with the dry and the dirt road and all the vans and stuff. So with it being wet, um, that was a, a blessing or, you know, having to jump through little creeks, uh, that were forming along the road, you know, those just a minor, minor setback, but, um, it was good. Um, but yes, that, that after, after, after running downhill for so long, um, the flats didn't really feel super flat. <laughs> no, they didn't. And, and, uh, like I said, when I did it, it was, it was, I don't, it was really hot. It just felt super hot to me on, on the black pavement. Again, uh, the about first four and a half miles or so is gravel. And, you know, my experience was, you know, I we were on gravel trails, but it's fine gravel. This was not really fine gravel. You had it for me. I thought I just had to pick my spots you know, the, the path down the road, down the switchbacks that were the, the least bumpy. Is that what you thought? Uh, yeah, again, I was, you know, I was, I was dodging, um, rivers, <laughs> right. um, but, hill, yeah. but yeah, like, the kind of finer gravel kind of uh, where, where the tires are versus kind right. of at the very edge where the bigger, bigger gravel kind of gets, kicked over to the side for yeah. sure. I was happy when I got to the, the blacktop and then and agreed. Got, yeah. Yep. Yep. Luckily it was not super hot. It was, it, it, it stopped raining, I believe uh, by the time I got to the flat part, but it, but it was still, um, comfortable. Cool. Cloudy. Yeah. That was, that was my favorite lake cause it was the last one. <laughs> I got mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. You were done. Yeah. That was good. <clears throat> and that nine and a half, that was the most, the furthest distance I've run. Uh, other than a half marathon I ran when I was training for that. That was a long time ago. Uh, my back was a bit better. But anyway, uh, that was uh, um, a magical bottle of water. Uh, nobody's discovered that again. Uh, so the night legs, you got this thing down here about night legs. Yeah. Crazy thoughts. <clears throat> yeah, night legs, you know, it, it's different when you're out there, middle of the night, you're on these back roads. Someone was talking about that earlier, right, that they, they're kind of just a little different right and and this year it was raining through pretty much the entire night so it's like pouring down rain with your headlight it kind of makes it like you're running in a snow globe and if you're on like a bigger highway you at least had like a white line to follow to kind of make sure you were staying on 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 track but it, some of the back roads like there were no white lines and it's kind of easy to kind of get disoriented out there but anyway yeah, yeah on those so on those uh night legs you know your your mind starts to wander a lot of times you start kind of thinking about different things passing the time you have these longer legs and dick clark shared with us uh just kind of this like this i don't know whether it's a theory or it's just like a question that 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 we need to answer about porta potty noises it's like you know what was the what was the Saturday Night Live skit deep thoughts with Stuart Smalley or something like that i think it was i do not know this is like candy Jack Candy, that's what I was. Thank you. Deep thoughts with Jack Candy. This this next segment of our podcast is Deep Thoughts with Dick Clark. All right, tell us about your 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 questions about the porta potty noises, Dick Clark. Ab- absolutely. When it's the middle of the night, you know, and uh, you haven't you haven't been sleeping, and you've run, you know, already a half marathon, and there's more to go, and this kind of thing, you know, you start to wonder about the 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 mysteries of you know why is it so loud in the in the porta pot when you're going to the bathroom, but I've never been in there and heard a peep 
from any of the ones right next to me, six inches away ever in my life. I don't know. That's just one of those things. And then yeah. I left the port of John and, 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 and went and started my race. And he was specifically, he was talking about the, the urinal part of it, right? Oh yeah. Right. Not, I, I think we all hear those anal trumpets from the other porta potties occasionally. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he was specifically about the tinkly noise, the tinkly noise, yeah. right into the urinal and then it going down the drain and then splashing in the water below. Yeah. Or the, or the, 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 or the thundering pounding of the gallons of water. Yeah. Depends on who you are, I guess. But, it, but he's, but he's right. Like depends it, on when you're in the respect category or not. <laughs> well, there's thundering, but he was right. I, I think everybody agreed with him. Like you, you don't ever hear someone using the, someone using the urinal part of the porta potty beside you why is that i don't know did anybody google it is it the uh, <laughs> cylindrical shape of the the urinal captures the sound and like shoots it upwards and not effect. outwards yeah yeah i don't know the pitch someone's needing someone has to look into the acoustic design that goes into some of these and by the way thank you for the level of detail you provided there <laughs> <laughs> appreciated yeah uh and and well, so I guess speaking of porta potties, was there some other mishap in a porta potty or something that somebody had stumbled upon? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, you wouldn't think that you know you would need to um, post instructions maybe about how to properly um, do your business in the porta potty, but <laughs> maybe 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 someone needed those instructions. I. Um, uh, stepped into one and um, <laughs> quickly stepped out after what I saw on the lid that was closed. Um, that typically <laughs> is uh, down below. Um, uh, when it's when it's done properly and the lid is open, we'll just. Hey, Lowe's, I'd, I'd like to apologize for that. I just really. <laughs> <had to know. laughs> yeah, yeah. Like someone else was waiting in line for that. I'm like, nope. Nope, don't even. Nope. I swear the lid was up. Somebody almost made it. <laughs> almost made it there. They got some other thing about Muddy Undies in here. What's going on with that? Yeah, where's uh, where's Black Hole? We haven't heard from him for a little bit. Black Black Hole, remember, remember the Muddy Undies on the van? Yeah, and after the rain, it got clean. <laughs> That's what rain does, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a van, there was a van that had mud. They were called Team Muddy Undies, right? I, I assume that was their team name. So they had... Tidy whities strung on their van, and oh. they and they had written on each pair of the tidy whities a letter to spell muddy undies, but they'd also put mud on them or something on them to make it look like they had some racing stripes. Got it. And by the by the end of the end of the night, after all the rain, the the muddy undies were clean. So they're visually. They also lost one effect. pair of them on like thirty two, about halfway down. <laughs> I, I stumbled right. across it. He found a, he found a pair Flowing of muddy down ends. one of the streams. <laughs> yep. All right. Talk about unintended consequences, huh? <laughs> right. All right. So uh, you know the uh, the night the night uh, legs are also interesting because last year, dial up you and I both made a wrong turn on our night legs. Anybody get lost this year? Maybe. Maybe. Are you making a happy yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> so, It wasn't even at night. <laughs> I want I want up that this year I got lost on a daytime leg. All right. <laughs> so, I gotta trust my instincts. Like I knew I knew it was wrong. So it was it was in downtown uh that was where's Appalachian State? That's Boone, right? 
I think. Yes. Yeah. So we, we were, yeah. I was in Boone. I was on this little pathway thing and it's one of those tricky little, you go, you go kind of across the bridge and then rather than let you turn right across the traffic, you do like this 270 degree turn and go back underneath where you just came under like a little tunnel thing. And the sign pointed me to the left. I saw a guy in front of me running. So I just, I, I followed him. There was never another sign to point me back like under the tunnel. But I, it, it felt wrong. I knew it was wrong whenever I saw a guy coming the other way. And I was like, yeah, there was not an out and back section on this leg. But uh, unlike last year when I think I ran like an extra 1.3 miles or something like that, this year was only half a mile. So I'm getting better. I'm cutting my <laughs> off-course adventures in half. But um, I, don't, I don't know whether I told everybody on the team this, but I did miss a churn coming into the fire station at Bakersfield too. I, I have no idea how I did that. I think I was totally just disoriented by the darkness and the rain and not having a white line on the road to guide me. But somehow, like, the road must have veered a little bit to the left, and I had kind of kept going straight, and I ended up in somebody's backyard there behind the fire hall. But I was quickly able to cut across the yard back onto the course. There was at least enough light that I could figure out where I was going and, and where the fire hall was. But So, yeah, so this, two, this two is, for me. So it's it's hab- it's it's a habit, so I, I apologize. Hey, yeah, and this is Lowe's. So, uh Three years ago, one of our guys, uh, one of my alpha guys, Matador, El Matador, got um, well, got lost, like really, really lost, like added th- three plus miles to his run. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be the captain next year. I don't want this to happen. Like, I'm going to do everything I can to keep these guys from getting lost. So I printed cue sheets, laminated cutouts so they're handheld just to make sure people don't get lost. And yeah. and, and, and still it, it happens. So I don't, I don't know what else I can do. Yeah, I'm open to suggestions. I, I had my cue sheet. I knew it was wrong. I, I just, I, I get that fearful when I see someone going the wrong direction. Then I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. I doubt myself. And then I'm, I'm fearful of being the, that guy that cuts the course. And now I'm the one that Gandalf is yelling at for a rules violation. <laughs> and I don't want to have to moon anybody. <laughs> no, no, we don't want that. So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, last year for me, I, I took off down the hill and, and my, my directions were that there were no turns. It's all just on one road. And I went down this hill right after after the start, and the road veered to the right over a little bridge, or it kept going straight. To the right looked more lit up and looked like a better road, but the, there was another section road that just went dead straight. So I started running down the straight road, and then I thought, I don't think that's right. And I ran, I came back, I turned, I went around the corner, and I started going the other way. And I thought, I don't know if this is right either. I'm going to stand here and wait to see somebody come by behind me, which way they run. And a guy and a lady come run by, and they went down the straight part. So I went back around, started following them for a while until we hear somebody yell to us from, hey, you're going the wrong way. Then we had to turn around and run back again. So I ran another 0.4 to 0.5 miles I didn't have to run. That's the leg that the, that lady, that's when she started following me the whole way. So I guess it worked out for her. So you're saying your pace last year would have been like six minutes per mile instead of yes, absolutely what, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So all right, so last year <laughs> after my three legs, I averaged after all three legs dead even ten minute per mile, which was my goal. Oh, you could have been nine fifty. I was technically I was under ten yeah. because I ran another like point four miles, but that yeah. doesn't count. I know it doesn't count. Oh well, yeah. Well, it's easy enough to get lost. It happens, and it makes good stories. Did anybody else get lost? Was I the only one? I got. I, I, Maybe that's overstating lost. I, I slightly deviated on my first leg. Oh, I had no, I, I didn't know how uh, frequently the markers would be there. And I, you know, it might've been like uh, the first mile was through some farmland and then it split. I mean, uh, 
literally, you know, like busting down rows of corn, but you know, a trail through a farm and, um, it split to go down toward what looked like an interstate. And on the, on the instructions, it said, okay, there's a highway or it went uphill. Um, I started going uphill, but then I thought, okay, well, I don't see anybody here. Um, so I stopped a van. I said, Hey, which way to the interstate? Is that it? And I pointed to the other way and the van said, Oh yeah, I think that's the interstate. So I started running down that way. And then, uh, soon enough, a runner, uh, I, I think the next runner who was behind me started running up the hill. So I had to run, you know, kind of up the hill again and then up the initial hill I was supposed to run on. Yeah. So, so Casbah taught me something here. I, I just, can I, I want to offer a corrective statement to what I've been saying. I, I was not lost. I never got lost on the course. You I know, always you know right knew, I were. always knew right where I was. I deviated. You deviated. I deviated from the course. Okay. So. Let's be accurate. Let's, let's, let's be, be accurate. Yeah. Thank you. You know, well, Lowe's, I think one way <laughs> to prevent this is everybody run this race enough that you run every leg at least once. And then, you know, we should know where we're going. That would be a great suggestion. That seems like to have to change something every year. Yeah, change your legs every year. And then after a while, <laughs> we'll have run every leg. And by the time we get back to the original legs we ran, we won't remember it. But eh, whatever. All right. Uh, Redco. You know, it, is, it is pretty remarkable, though, on a side note, is when we drove in, you know, uh, it, the, except for Lowe's, everybody else, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Lowe's, is everybody else who'd done this had only done it once before. But we were, I mean, it's amazing going through an experience like this because of the physical intensity. How much you remember a year later, right. having seen all this stuff only one time, mm -hmm. yeah. like you see it and it's gone as soon as you jog by it. And yet you're sitting there, you know, remembering uh, well over 50% of every, you know, of, of, of your whole route. And you're talking about, Hey, you, you know, you, you might pass this sign and then there's this Creek and then you, you know, you got to go past it, you know, another hundred feet before you turn. And, and the, 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 um, some of the first year guys said, said, how, how do you know, how do you remember this stuff? It's just because of the nature of the event, you know, right, yeah. it's remarkable. It really is burning your brain. It's yeah. pretty cool. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so Redco and Pinto, you guys had the mountain goat legs. What were they like? <laughs> well, I don't know where to start. I mean, Pinto, you want to go first? Uh, sure. So I had the uh, the leg uh, with the name that we're not supposed to mention on this podcast. Um, <laughs> it rhymes with several other things. Um, it uh, it's it's uh, about a um, I'd say for the first oh, maybe mile and a half or so it's. Uh, it's about a six percent grade. Uh, I was feeling real well about myself at that point. Uh, I was feeling real good, um, and then uh, and then I started up through like seven, uh, eight, nine percent, uh, climbing all the way up through like thirteen percent uh, grade uh, up to the top of the hill, uh, which uh, you know quickly turns from a uh, from a, a pretty uh, solid run to a. Uh, a pretty casual, uh, intense walk uh, at, at sections as fast as I could could power up that hill. Uh, I had somebody uh, blow past me on that like 
11 or 12 percent uh, uh, grade, and uh, and I looked at I looked at them, and I thought, man, I'm like I'm getting killed, and I didn't even really care because I hurt so much, and uh, and I looked over at him and said, wow, I said, nice job, man, and he says, I'm going 20 feet ahead of you and walking, he said to me, so uh, so yeah, I think everybody kind of had the same uh, mindset up that hill, um, and then I uh, hit the top, and then uh, gravity takes over, and then you're. Uh, Try not to kill yourself for the next uh, three miles or so on the way down. This is the same uh, same grade going down. So uh, it was uh, it was um, my favorite of the three legs that I ran, just because uh, it was definitely the most intense in both directions, and uh, it was my last leg. So uh, I was really excited to see uh, Gandalf at the end and and uh, and pass off to him. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was just an amazing experience and. Uh, you know, I got my mountain goat, so that was awesome. Yeah. You can always wear that label now. Um, yeah, my leg was longest, longer mountain goat than uh, Pinto's, and uh, it was pouring rain. And to be honest, like, I was expecting it to be worse. I mean, I kind of heard too much and from Monty last year, and he had, like, his magic maple syrup right, <laughs> right before going, <laughs> going off. And I didn't have my maple syrup, but... You know, I knew that I, I tried to remember like the right form because like when you run uphill, you you definitely risking to get some 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 uh, shin splints. You may start having back aches because again because of the incline. So my leg was about six. I think it was six point seven miles uh, uh, with fourteen hundred feet elevation total. So and in the pouring rain and it was brutal to be honest. But like the whole, I would say. The whole thing is is happening really in your mind. The, the the fight, the battle is in your head, really, and nowhere else. And if you win that battle in your head, then your your muscles and your body will just follow. So, I I'm very happy to say that I, basically I had like very modest goals. Like I, I was hoping to beat Mounty's time from last year, and I know that his pace was 13 minutes a mile on this endless elevation. And um, yeah, and I just want I was hoping to have like net positive, net positive or neutral at least of my oh, kills and being killed. And uh, I finished with zero, like basically three people. I had three road kills and I had three uh, been killed three times, and uh, my pace was 11. Point uh, eleven and a half, basically. Wow. So I was I was very happy with this, and I was I was happy to pass on the bracelet to to Los. <laughs> no no question about it. But yeah. um, overall, really good. Felt really good about it. Great job. And, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And was there an actual mountain goat sighting on on your run up? <laughs> I think I think the guys who passed me like they they definitely qualify. So <laughs> I, I, I I swear I saw like. Uh, I, I saw horns. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been just really fatigued and starting to see things. I don't know. Could yeah. be hallucination too. Yeah, yeah I don't know. But <laughs> Mountie had visual proof last year. He took pictures of he the mountain took goat. Pictures right? of the goat. Yeah. Did you guys? Um, yeah, there was one. Did you guys um, have any stories about getting killed? You were telling me about people saying things. Yeah, a couple people uh, had things said to them. I know for, for for me my streak ended. I, I don't I don't know how I was fortunate enough. Uh, I was I think I was telling Lowe's or someone about that. Like I, I had went the first I went all three legs last year, first two legs this year, and I was like I, I've never been killed. I've, I've had some kills but never got killed. The night stage dude in uh, uh, whatever town that is, I, I got I got killed three times. So my my streaks Ooh, my streaks times. over. You ran into a couple. My, of my three people there. were all very encouraging. 
Yeah. One one little lady speedster, man, she went hauling past me. I think I saw where she like averaged like six thirty on the pace. She just she's like good pace and she just kept right by. Wow. She's gone. But I think yeah, other, people, other guys yeah. had some funny comments said to them or something like that. Yeah, people were generally pretty nice uh, when they passed by. Uh, like, uh, good job, keep going. Um, one that was just, uh, I don't know, felt patronized was a guy who easily in his 70s, and I, without exaggeration, may have been 75. He's like, hey, good job, man. And that just, uh, <laughs> that just killed me. But, um, it was one, I think it was my third leg. Uh, two guys killed me in secession, just hauling. And the first guy, I say, uh, hey, good pace. He's like, thank you. Uh, next guy passes by. I'm like, good pace. He goes, you're welcome. And, uh, <laughs> for the life of me, I don't know what he thought I said. That you're welcome was an appropriate response. I mean, the only thing I can think is that maybe he heard, thanks for giving me space or something like that. I don't know. Now, knowing you, you were probably wondering why he said that the rest of your run. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I was puzzling over it, laughed at it. But, uh, <laughs> One of the existential questions of uh, the BRR. Yeah. What's, um, with, what's with the porta potties and why, why'd that guy say that? I got killed several times. And, and I, you know, everyone's pretty encouraging. Um, you know, keep it up, way to go. One guy, and keep in mind, this was on a segment of roadway where, you know, it, it's a two lane road. Uh, and he goes, on your right. <laughs> he's here to make room for you, bud. <laughs> nice. He's a cyclist, maybe. That's uh, that's a common thing, cyclist. I guess cyclists, though, you, usually it's on your left. Cause yeah, I would think, but I don't know. But, yeah. I don't know. Well, he was at least nice and gave you a heads up that he's there. Yeah. yeah. Who on our team had the uh, most kills? <laughs> I don't think we were keeping track. Oh, believe we're me, some of, of these guys were keeping track. Yeah. Just like religiously. But, I may yeah. or may not have kept track on my Strava, but I, how many did you have? I'm trying to think. Three, three. I think it was three, three, and three, and then I think I had six on my last leg. So whatever that adds 15. up. Fifteen. Yeah, but then I had three. I got killed three times. So twelve. So yeah. All right, you got to subtract your being killed from your kills. Yeah, right. I'm in the negatives from last year, but that's okay. I did kill some people last year. Two people, I think, I killed. Good. Yeah, I think they killed me back, but <laughs> I can't remember. But we we saw a new thing this year, though. I think we had maybe we were going to talk about that later. But we saw a new thing. So so for those of you who who haven't been there at the Blue Ridge Relay, people put on the side of their vans different things. They decorate them, right? And then mm-hmm. some people will put their the names of the of the runners that are in their vans, and they'll even some of them have like check boxes as they finish their legs. They'll mark they'll mark a check box like so and so finished their leg, so and so finished their leg. Or they'll keep track of their kills. So-and-so had this many kills, or they had this many kills as a team. We, we saw a new thing this year, Trump flag sightings. Okay. That was a new count that we saw on the side Trump of Trump flags on the vans? No, Trump so flag in sightings the in the yeah, yards. Right. So that kind of goes back to, like, what would you think of the area down there, right? Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we, we won't get political or anything like that. Uh, we won't. Uh, start a insurrection or anything here on our, <laughs> on our on our Zoom call, but it was it was pretty fun. I don't remember what the total was. I mean, it was like fifteen or sixteen, I think, when we saw it. Did anybody else see that van, or was it just me? Yeah, we talked about it. Right? marks on there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It was creative. And the other thing is, you know, this is the the uh, 
just the team names, you know, that it's, 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 uh, you know, hella fun just walking around the, you know, the exchange zones in the parking lots and seeing, right. I mean, the artwork is one thing, but, uh, just the creativity that goes into the team names. I mean, these are like, you know, they could be band names or, you know, or, or rock climbing routes or something like that, but it's just great what people do. It's a lot of fun. Everybody's yeah. got to have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's really cool. That was, I, it's just a sea of white vans, right? You know, especially at the exchange zones where vans are exchanging. And sometimes they just disappear in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a, of which, that's where a did story. You guys, I think that's a story that's been told. Yeah, it's previously. been told too often. But where, where did you guys sleep? You got the, the, the house so that it was supposed to be midway, so you guys could go back there and sleep. Did, did you use, take advantage of that during the race? or Do no? we really want to put this out there? Because we might get, no. we might get made no, no, fun no. of by other teams. So they, you so you guys didn't sleep. You were in the van the whole yeah, time. Yeah, we were in the okay, van the whole right, time. Okay. Slept on the ground. Oh, yeah, it was awful, man. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, sleep. We didn't even sleep, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Next topic. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. What do you got next? Something about a pizza boy. Yeah. I think we're winding down here to just like random topic topics and stuff like that. So I'll cover pizza boy and then red coat. The food critic is up next as the next topic. But so pizza boys, pizza boy, pizza boy is a funny story that I got to share. So I don't remember what exchange zone it was. It was, I think maybe getting midday, late day of the, of the first day. And <laughs> I overhear this conversation between this this young lad who actually kind of looks—he's a handsome young fellow. Kind of reminded me of Spielberg, actually. Now that I you think say handsome, it. Didn't you? hey, hey, hey okay. be nice, be nice. So he kind of reminded me of Spielberg. And so sorry, Spielberg, you're handsome. So he's out there running, and uh, this 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 attractive girl comes up, and she's she has a, a box of pizza, and so she is expressing her gratitude and saying that she, that you guys have been cheering for us so much today. You've really been supporting us and encouraging us, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, right. It's because you're a bunch of good-looking ladies, right? And they're, they're a bunch of young guys, right? So anyway, so I overhear this conversation, and she's talking about how much these guys are encouraging them. And I had just heard this guy say that he's he's getting ready to run his leg. Like, literally, like, his guy's coming in any minute to run his leg. And she's like, do you want a slice of pizza? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm getting about ready to run. But, yeah, I'll take a piece. So he, he, he takes a slice of pizza, and he just starts downing it. And I'm like, this isn't going to end well because I know I never run good on pizza. Oh, man. So anyway, so Pizza, pizza Boy eats the, eats the pizza from the attractive young lady. And uh, our, our runner takes off, and so we start down the, the course in our van, and we made it, what, guys, maybe a quarter of a mile, and Pizza Boy is already walking, and Pizza Boy is not looking too good. He's looking like he either really has to poop or he has to throw up or something from the pizza that he ate. And I wanted to yell out the window, how's that pizza now, Pizza Boy? But they, they didn't let me. We didn't want to. So it was, a, it was a van full of attractive women is what you're saying. Yes. And he, he took the pizza. Lois, you should have shoulder your toes, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well. Shenanigans at the BRR. Yeah, yeah. So, Redcoat, you're a food critic. Is that the deal? Well, and this is perfect segue into what I was about to say, actually, because, like, we are really what we eat, right? You can see it with the pizza boy, right? Like, having pizza before you run is really not a good idea. So, um, I know last year, Lowe's was taking care of everything pretty much for us, like, as a newbies last year. So, like, nobody knew anything. And we're just like, okay, here's Captain. Captain, like, guys, here are your snacks and, you know, go with it. Like, and uh, this year, I, you know, I got the chance to help him out a bit. And uh, I was designated as the snack queue. 
And I thought like, okay, let me let me put a bit of thought into it because like literally on a run, you want to feel light. At the same time, you need nutrition. You need right nutrition. You need your macros. You need, you know, when you're sweating, you're losing salts, right? So you need something salty. You need something like, uh, you need some protein, obviously. Some sugar, but good sugar. You need some fats, but again, good fats. Like some, you need carbs, but carbs, again, not pizza, obviously, but you need like bananas or some, some carbs that are easy to digest, easy to give you, you know, like that will give you power immediately, something like that. So <clears throat> I put a bit of a thought into like what should go into snack box for every van. And I kind of made this little set for everyone. And uh, also last year, and again, another thing is hydration, right? Like we, I think last year we had uh, 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 Gatorade. And Gatorade, if you look at the label, oh my God, like I don't know what the hell they put in it. I, I don't know who, to, to be honest, like I don't know why people drink it. So we had water, we had water, but we also had Gatorade as an option. Correct, Yogurt. correct, correct. So, it's so alligator no urine, people. Like, oh, well, it's on my watch. It's, it's, uh, it's Pellegrino, okay, sparkling water Pellegrino. Um, again, um, like veggies, must. Uh, good quality. This was gourmet bowl. snack box. Yeah, you Absolutely. guys were having caviar <laughs> and kale, bubbly water. <laughs> you got it, <laughs> guys. To be honest, like everything, most of it is pretty much from Costco, except maybe mushroom chips and uh, maybe and veggies from Trader Joe's. Like again, like cherry tomatoes, uh, baby carrots. Like any any store has it. Did you just like, say nothing, mushroom chips? Nothing fancy. Yes. Like from a spa, man. It was great. Mushroom chips. Uh huh. Yes. Yes, mushroom they chips. Good? They were good. Anyway, dude. You try them. All right. Yeah, all right. The, 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 the best, best part was, though, that uh, every place that we hit, just about every easy that had food, um, Red Coat would come by and he'd be like, I decided to try the meatball sandwich here. Meatballs <laughs> were good, but bread was a little bit soggy. We got a review on, on, each, uh, on each thing we ate along the way. So that's, that's partially why he's the food that's You know, story. this might be a niche for you, buddy. Pop up tent on the side of the road, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, this could be a niche for you because almost every exchange zone has something. And you could, you know, after the race, you could come out with your critique at each exchange zone. You know, this church... Had terrible coffee. You know? <laughs> That's true. Sub, bad bread. Yeah. yeah. That's right. You could do Yelps on the exchange zone. Yelp on the exchange zone. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's any such thing as bad coffee if you're like, you know, struggling and have slept two hours the night. Like a cup of coffee is is welcome. That's oh yeah. But oh, sorry for dissing the coffee, dude. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. I think it's terrible, so I, I can't relate. I don't know. Well, that's good. I'm glad you guys uh, came up with some healthy snacks. Um, last year, I didn't even realize how many snacks we were going to have. I probably didn't pay attention enough on the Zoom meetings before the race, and I brought a whole bunch of food myself, and I had way too much food. Um, all right, what else we got, buddy? I, I think that's kind of taking us towards the end of the list of uh, things that I that that I remember and recall from the trip that we all wanted to talk about. Anything else that that's out there, guys, that we missed? Cool things, cool happenings, funny stories. Did we get it all? There's the fun, but there's just a lot of good, you know. At, at the end, it just kind of all blends together to a big adventure, you know. One thing into the into the other. I, that's what that's what stays with me a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's the relationships and everybody doing something hard together. I mean, yeah, it really draws everybody together. Yeah, and so maybe that's the good segue, right? So how, you always end our high impact man podcast by asking each guest. Mm -hmm. You've got you've got 
thousands of people across America, right? You got this captive yeah. audience. What What do you have to say to the men of America? Wow, who should we ask? We got a whole bunch of guys on the panel. Well, I think know. here we can throw it out. Maybe no, no, we're not going to say. What do you say to the men of America? Well, no. What do you say to the men of America that are listening that haven't done the Blue Ridge Relay? Why should you do it? Oh, there okay. it is. So what's what's the pitch, guys? Who wants to take that one first? Right, we're going to use this to promote the Blue Ridge Relay for other regions, but we're going to use it for our own as well. So what's the pitch, guys? Like, why why do it? Yeah, Blue Ridge Relay is F3 at its core. I mean, yeah, it this really is, is. This it's, is mommy pants talking. Know, Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's brothers coming together. Um, it is, um, you know, it is uh, definitely the first F, right? I mean, you're getting out pushing uh, beyond maybe what you even think you can do, um, and everybody is there to support you along the way. Uh, it's the second F, right? You're, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're um, coming together and, and, and building, you know, fellowship with, with, you know, with your, your, your packs and brothers uh, in the vans and, and uh, walk the course. And then uh, the third F, right. Uh, you, you know, you find your faith along the way a little bit out there, right. Um, when it's just you and, you know, you're out and, you know, you, you realize that, uh, you know, there's uh, maybe a bit of a higher power above you. Right. And, uh, you know, you, you, you hit these churches and, um, you know, you realize that they're having fundraisers for, you know, for their missions and the things that they're doing. And, uh, you know, you realize that, you know, when you buy something that, you know, you're helping them, you're, you're helping their cause. So it really is, uh, you know, all three F's rolled into one. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done, but it's also the thing I can't wait to do again. Probably the thing that I've enjoyed doing most in F3 um, in, you know, in the about two years that I've been doing it. So, um, you know, sign up for BRR 23, get your team together, get out and push, get training. Um, I will guarantee that um, it'll be worth it. You'll be signing up for 24. So that's awesome that you're right. It's all three F's, right? You got the, the first F, second F and third F all wrapped up in the one there. I think that Kitty said on his podcast today in the circle of trust podcast, uh, our podcast is going to drop for about a week from now. But anyway, um, he said that I think this is the largest gathering probably of F3 guys in one spot probably that occurs throughout the year. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know if it's 50% F3 guys, that's like, you know, 700, 800 guys. Yeah. I think previously they, they said it's kind of like the unofficial seesaw of the nation. Seesaw of the nation. Yeah. 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 That's great. Anybody else have any comments on that? Just close. I'll, uh, I'll say we, we, we didn't really talk about the party afterwards. Right. I mean, uh, Ending at uh, Highland Brewery. Uh, as as we're um, recording this, I was enjoying one of my um, souvenirs that I brought home from uh, Highland Brewery, uh, Asheville's, uh, I believe, you know, uh, first craft brewery. Um, so good times there. But uh, also, um, I would say. You know, you may hear this and, and you're not really a, a, a strong runner or maybe you haven't run much at all, but there, there's, don't let it scare you. There's, um, I would, I'd say entry level, um, you know, positions on a team that pretty much like if you train, like, or even if you don't train, like you can, you can, you can do this. It's, it's very, very manageable. And I think we even saw there was a team with that everyone had, was it park? Was it Parkinson's or MS or something? There, there was a team that was doing it that, um, had 
you know, physical disabilities, um, which was really, really inspiring. So, um, do it. You'll be glad you did. Absolutely. No regrets. Yeah, that's great. I, yeah, to see the teams that are out there and the people that are doing it and, you know, uh, obviously there's some people who just can't physically do something like this, but like Lo said, I did it last year, you know, and I, I, I've never run that far. At least one time I did a half marathon, but that was a long time ago. But other than that, I furthest I run was a 5k. So, you know, you, you can do it. And, uh, uh, it's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it to bring guys together, especially if you're doing it with guys that you don't know that you don't hang out with all the time. Right. Yep. What a, what a great way to bring guys together. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that after last year, just, you know, for us, it was three Susquehanna Valley guys and three Princeton guys in a van together. And like, it was like within minutes of being in the van together and some, some quick little talk of like, Hey, you know, what's your F3 name? What do you do? We were like instantly like best friends. Like we had this connection that only F3 can, can provide. So uh, very, very cool. It's a very, very unique experience. For sure. When you challenge yourself, I just want to add a bit. Like when you really challenge yourself, you re- you you really benefit from the group, right? You have the group behind you. You have the t- whole team, and everybody kind of cheering for you and supporting you. So like the whole challenge goes o- goes over way easier, you know. Like it's just mentally and physically too. Like because again, the battle is in your head, really. Absolutely. Except when you get blisters, then it's in your feet too. I can't. Do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk to Banjo or Kitty until after this podcast drops. But we're gonna find out who that hairy dude was. We're gonna make him famous. <laughs> make him famous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, uh, so guys, I, you know it was great having this uh, forum together. It was great just seeing your faces on the screen. I know you listening, guys listening to on the podcast can't see these fellows, but it's really mm-hmm. great to. Uh, to see you guys again. I'm really, really bummed that I, I couldn't do it this year. I'm hoping that either uh, these injections work and, and they work throughout the year or I get a back surgery early in the year and be ready to run by the Blue Ridge, really. But uh, anyway, uh, my goal is to do it next year. Yeah. So, uh, Lowe's, I'm a hard commit unless I'm physically disabled. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll take I'll take that just like uh, Gandalf's um, what'd you say a hard maybe or something like that <laughs> a hard maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey you know just one thought there, there's a bunch of re- uh, endurance relays throughout the the year uh, and in the spring there's there's like a pimento something and there's a few down in like the Carolina area any thoughts about putting a team together for a springtime endurance relay. Lowe's would probably be happy to do it if someone else wants to be the captain, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, there. I, I would. I would love to get on a like a six month rotation, right, to where you're kind of staying in shape, do something like that. Yeah. There, there, there is there is a race that I that I've that I've heard about um, and looked into, but it hasn't happened um, since I moved up here because of COVID and and various things. Um, to, it's called the American Odyssey Relay, but I'm, I'm hoping it comes back. Um, for 2023, because it's a little more local. It's um, Gettysburg to DC. So Ooh. maybe maybe also should look into Ragnar's, like in different states. Because Ragnar, like the Ragnar we done last year, That's was right. really awesome. That's right. Is that a relay? Yep. Yep. Okay. So Ragnar has a format. They have a trail format where you're just kind of like running loops, and then there's also a road a road format, which is just like the the BRR. All right. Yep. Stay All tuned. Right. For further details. 
Stay tuned to the High Impact Man podcast for further details on future endurance relay races with Lowe's Bros. Lowe's Bros. Or whatever else we call ourselves. Who knows? Damn Yankees. I, th- I still think we need to use that name some year. Damn Yankees. <laughs> All right. Lowe's Toes. Lowe's Toes. We'll get Speely running next year. You ready to run next year, Speely? Speely's a hard commit. Lowe's. Episode two. Lowe's toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you sharing your evening with us tonight. Uh, and uh, listen, you know, I don't know if, how many of you guys listen to our podcast, but if you have anybody out there that you could think of that would be a really good guest, you know, for the podcast, somebody with a compelling story. Um, it doesn't have to be somebody famous, that's for sure. Uh, and, uh, but we, we, you know, we just love doing this and get, give an opportunity in a forum for guys to come on and tell their story. So, uh, get in touch with us if you got somebody. Okay. I got some names from the Princeton boys. So all right. lining them up. Very good. All right, gentlemen, anything else for the good of the order dial up? Nope. I think we're good. We talked to a bunch of what here? High impact men. Yeah. Getting better to serve those they love. That's right. All, all right. right. Peace out guys. See love guys. all of you. Great time. Peace, guys. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Good night. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.